0: Okay, if anybody's listening here, we are having some technical difficulties. Oh, you there, Steve? There he is. Hey, Lisa. Hey, we got you. Hey, Steve.
1: Yes. Hey, Brett.
0: All right. So hang on just a minute, Steve. We have to do our intro. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. See if you remember this song, Steve.
0: to small talk with Rich and Lisa.
2: It's Great to have you here on this almost winter day, as we're enjoying a mild December, we'd like to share some information with you today that we think will be beneficial to not only you, but uh, maybe even some extended family and friends that you can share with.
0: And it's a much needed discussion, I think, and it's about time. And Steve's going to help us do it. Steve Desner from Philadelphia Mortgage is on with us. Welcome, Steve.
2: Welcome,
1: Steve. All right, thank you, Rich and Lisa. I'm looking forward to chatting with you.
0: Yeah. So, um, so we have a good amount of information to cover today and, um, we, it, it, will just kind of take on of a, a life of, of its own. But one thing that I was, I wanted to hit on is the fear that so many people have about buying and selling real estate. And one thing that hit me, uh, I guess about a month or two ago, is that we never hear financial gurus telling anyone to ever stop saving money, right? Have you ever heard anybody, don't save your money because interest rates are too low in your savings accounts. We're still, we still need to save money Buying a house is like creating a savings account, right? Correct. Right. So whether, you know, if say, say somebody puts off buying a house because of fear, because everybody's saying, oh no, housing prices are too high. um, Interest rates are too high. And then six months later, housing prices go higher and interest rates go higher. Then what? you're going to keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And you're just putting off, you know, future investment that you may not ever get because you keep in fear, putting it off. So that was one of the things that I just wanted to talk about because I want to put people's minds at ease. There's so much going on in the news media that people are hearing. And then they're hearing from, you know, their family or friends. So to relieve that fear, you being in mortgages, us being in real estate, we've done real estate investing. um, We've been landlords, we've been have our own personal things going on, you know, with, uh, with our Dayton house. And Steve has been helping us with financing through that. Um, But our, okay, I'll give you an example. Our Dayton House project started in January 2020. Not Long story short, not because we started it. <laughs> it kind of started itself. And um, right after that, when COVID hit, material prices went through the roof. Three, we were paying three times the amount for materials. But we had to do it. We, we didn't stop. We had to do it. And yes, it took up a lot more money than we were anticipating and expecting, but it is what it is. And if we had waited and waited, then, then what, how much, how much are we willing to, how long are we willing to wait before we get started with moving on in our lives? Right?
2: So, Steve, maybe we can put that in question form to you and ask you if you think maybe there's a bias out there for um, buyers and even sellers about listing or buying properties right now regarding the, the uh, current interest rates that are available.
1: Uh, great question. Thing is, uh, yeah, some people are, are, like you said, sitting on the sidelines, but I've been telling everybody you know, now's the time because this looks like prices are going higher. Rates, you know, kind of steadied off. They might get higher, then they might get lower. But it's never, you know, you have to get some type of real estate because it is an investment tool where you put your money in and then you see some appreciation, probably more so than a a savings account. So, you know, basically, you know, the obstacles of buying a house now is really a credit score and down payment. So we've been helping people with credit scores. We, you know, first start with them, we do a soft pull on their credit and then see how that is. And then we coach, coach their score up. If it's really low, we have programs, we coach oh. the score up to where they can borrow. Then, right. then there's also, you know, with cash to close is always a problem, but there's many products available Where it's minimum, you know, you put zero percent down and get some grants, or you could put one percent down and you get two percent grant. So there's options out there. If people are willing to buy a house, there's ways to get into the house. So I think you shouldn't put it off uh, until you know today. It's like now's the time to buy a piece of property, get your first house, and that's gonna appreciate, and then you buy your second house, the house that you want.
2: So it sounds like you're saying that um, the people that are going to be in the real estate market have to make some adjustments, but there are other alternatives for them to consider that that weren't available in the past. And I heard you mention how you did, you're doing some credit counseling. You use the word coaching people up. I would imagine that's something that you didn't have to do in the past, but it's something that you responded to the market you decided to offer this because you saw a need. And that's what's uh, probably helping keeping your business afloat.
1: Yeah, it's working. I mean, it's because uh, now everything is credit driven. So you see all your ads on TV uh, where, you know, check your credit score. And then this person's get the move because they have a good score. Well, the same thing for when you buy a house. The better the score, the better the rate. Um, and then that's why it's worth doing the pre-approval with an experienced lender who can guide you the right way to get the house that you want or get a piece of real estate to invest in. So there's many reasons to uh, just start with the credit part.
0: Yes, that's great. So, okay. So would you agree that there's a lot of fear out there and what people are hearing maybe in the news media on the internet,
1: they're just afraid correct I mean there's a lot of unknowns I mean when you whenever you buy a house you know it's um, you have to be confident in your job to confident in your employment um, so that's that's always underlying. but it can't you know there's fear on that but if you're okay. solid with your employment um, so there shouldn't be any fear uh, but the but the news you know tells only one side of it
0: Yes.
1: So they never. Do.
0: And, and and the programs that you have, a lot of people don't know about these programs, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. Well, until we we chat, and then they realize, like I, right, part of my business is informing people, just like you, know, you and Rich. So if we if we talk about a new product, we tell you about the new product, and then you tell your people who are looking, and then we work everything out, right? So it's a, it's a good you know, opportunity to start with, you know, again, the experienced lender and you get the facts.
0: So how long have you been in the business?
1: I hate to say, but a long time, <laughs> 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 probably close to 30 years.
0: Wow. So you are yeah. very seasoned and yeah. um, yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, obviously seeing the good years, seeing the bad years, and you, know, you just keep plugging away and you try to help people along the way, which I like doing. I like to uh, get the final result and you, know, you talk to people, get yeah. them situated in the right way, and talk about how much money they're going to need, what their payment's going to be, how much they want right. to spend. Right. And then, then I like, you know, if they listen to me and they do everything I ask, then they're going to get the house they want and be a homeowner and then they start with one house keep it for a couple years and they move on to their next house and then yeah so it's uh, i enjoy you know helping them to the end goal
0: and with that i tell people you buy your first house and you can either use the equity in that house eventually to like you said to buy another house or buy an investment property or use the your current house as an investment property, as a rental and have rental income coming in, have tenants actually paying for your investment, you know, and making, hopefully making a profit as well. Um, there's just no downside to that, really. There just really isn't.
1: No, if you plan accordingly, you could definitely do what you just said.
0: Yeah. And we have clients that have done that, and they're doing well. And you know, or they've they've bought a house, fixed it up, lived in it while they fixed it up, sold it for a really good profit, and then bought another house, and um, fixing that up, you know, whatever. And then whatever they want to do, they and they have the the equity that they have in the property just just from. The mortgage, paying your mortgage down every month, every year, you're gaining equity. But then as housing prices go up, you're also gaining equity. So there's, I I just, you know, I just think real estate is such a great investment and one of the best investments. Um, How many people do you get that think they still think they need 20% down? I'm just curious if you get people like that.
1: Uh, they're, they're pretty much you know, a lot of people I do talk to, they start off saying, well, I don't have 20% down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that's where I come in and tell them about all the great products where you don't need that much money. But, uh, but again, on the flip side is, you know, the more down they have, the lower their monthly payment is too. Right. So, so and then again, I, we, I explain that to them and they understand and then they have a monthly payment, what they're shooting for. And then part of my job is to tell them what they can afford with that monthly payment. Yes. So there's a lot of people don't know that you don't have to put less than 20% down.
0: Right, so can you explain some of the programs that you do have that doesn't require any money down or, uh, you know? Sure,
1: 1% all. or whatever. Yeah, we have a one a, 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 a conventional product where it's one plus, it's called, where you put it's you put three percent down, but you get a two percent grant, non-payable, non-recourse, which it's, it's you're not liable for it. Uh, but there is most of the, the products where there's grants involved, there's always an income level involved. Okay. Um, so on this product it's like a hundred 15% of medium income, which is around 90, $92,000. If you make less okay. than 92, you qualify for this. Um, well, a
0: lot of people make less than 92. And
1: you're
2: yeah. talking about an individual. Well,
0: that's uh,
1: up, to, up, to, up to two people. Well, that's two people, yeah. Okay. And so it goes, fine. their family size is, is larger, you get a, a higher amount.
0: Yes, okay.
1: Gotcha. Um, so that's, that's one that's one product. And then there's FHA offers, yeah, 100% finance and where you put your you finance 96.5% of the sales price and then you get a grant for another 3.5%. So that's 100%. And that's usually with the company offers this type of product too. So it's really um an income driven again where you have to meet certain income levels
0: mm-hmm. for
1: FHA but you know a lot of people's incomes aren't that you know aren't that big so a lot of people do qualify for it.
0: And right. what are the what are the limits the mortgage amount limits on FHA? They're pretty high.
1: Yeah, um, up to 750 now. Oh,
0: wow.
1: Yeah, so oh, it's a
0: single family.
1: Single right? family, right. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing too, talking so about single family and multi-families. Uh, Fannie Mae just changed their guidelines and Freddie Mac where on a duplex or a three unit, the minimum is 5% down now. Before it used to be 10% down. Wow. wow. So a lot of people wow. now can go conventionally for a duplex, put 5% down, and then you have one unit paying the rent pretty much for the both units.
0: Right, and that's only owner occupied if they live in the property and correct, then rent the other same. unit. Right?
1: Yeah, yes, that is correct. So right. you have to live in the property to be owner occupied.
0: Right. Okay, that's a great program.
1: Um, so that's that's something new. Everybody's uh, just finding out about this. So if you have a duplex out there, somebody wants to buy it and live in it, then it's only five percent down. That's a conventional at uh, wow. conventional interest rates.
2: Okay, well, you know, we're, we're all very optimistic in this room. Um, but what about the naysayers out there that are listening to this conversation and saying, well, that's not me, that's not been my experience, mm-hmm. or maybe they simply don't believe what they're hearing. So the question would be, is real estate ever a bad investment?
1: It's a loaded question. It depends where you're buying and what time you're buying. But right now, it's, it's not. It's just something you see values increasing. Yeah, they're not they're not you know, making any more land. So prices are just gonna stay the same if not go up. That's right. So it's, that's why, you know, you try to get one piece of property and you start there and then like you say, you fix it up, get some equity and you keep it, rent it, buy something else, pull some yeah. cash. Out. Yeah. Um so it's
2: and it's obviously a bad
1: investment. For- and if you're buying a house in the wrong area, it could be. But that's why you have a real estate professional like yourselves. Mm-hmm. And then the real estate professional puts that individual in touch with a mortgage, uh, experienced loan officer like myself, and then you yeah, right. guide them to where it's going to make sense.
0: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Because just like in an appraisal, when an appraiser does an appraisal, they have, um, a section where. They're looking at, is it a declining market or is the, is the market value or the market values increasing or are they stable? You know, so we want, we want to look at that on the multiple listing service and look at past sales to see where that neighborhood, where that area is going. Are they on the decline or are they on the um, incline? So Mm -hmm. that's a good point. Yes. Although everywhere seems to be on an incline anymore, no matter where it is, correct in, in our area. I can just speak for our area. But yeah, so
2: Well, maybe we can talk a little bit about rates because I know that's something you hear in the news uh, pretty much every day. They're talking about mortgage rates. So um, right now they seem to be trending down. Uh, what do you see in your crystal ball?
1: The <laughs> uh, yeah, rates are—they are trending down. They are getting slowly, but they're slowly but surely coming down. Uh, it all depends, you know, on uh, how the economy is. So it seems to be the inflation seems to be getting under control with with the increase in the rates. So that that seems to be helping. Uh, we're going into an election year, so usually on an election year. They hold rates more steady. They tend to come down a little. Mm-hmm. So really, uh, so I think, you know, the overall, I mean, if somebody buys something now at seven, we're like right around seven and a quarter, 7% range. So again, if rates drop drastically, it's, uh, it just creates a, a refinance market where everybody's uh, an expert in mortgages, so we're just gonna refi right. uh, everybody down to a lower rate and have them save more money.
2: Exactly, I mean, it's kind
1: of like a parachute, isn't it? Yeah, right. it's uh, kind of, again, you start with your first piece of real estate and your first mortgage, you, you pay the rate where it is now, but you get a, get a, a house, then you know, rates get better, you refine, then you save a little bit of money exactly. per month. So, exactly. it's never, so you can't really you know, lose too much and the house is gonna appreciate. So you get some value there and then you, know, you get a better rate in, in a couple of years when the rates are down.
2: Well, it's it's great to have this conversation with you truly, Steve, because we all know that this is what people need to hear. They need to learn from this. And um, I was just wondering if there's anything um, other than what we brought up so far that, um, you know, that you wanted to bring out that um, that you think people may benefit from uh, your experience.
1: Well, I, I just again dealing with realtors when you talk to a prospective buyer, really the first step is talking to a, a loan officer and look at their financial picture. So you guys want to know how much they can afford, and that's what our expertise is in. And then we always can start, you know, with that credit score. That's the most important part so people can move forward. If they can't buy now, if they do what we ask them to do, their credit score is going to increase. Therefore, get them into the market to buy a piece of real estate, and gets, gets us a mortgage, gets you a real estate sale so i think you know first things first is have everybody monitor their credit because um, that's the most important piece right now and like and then cash for closing so have them start saving but there's ways around that also
0: right, so right.
1: we have products so we have everything covered so if the person wants yeah. to buy a house we should be able to find out a way to get them a mortgage
0: exactly so i think a lot of people don't even want to know what's on their credit report because they're afraid to even see what it looks like. Can you speak to them? And, you know, because I try to tell people we've all had issues one way or another, whether it's with credit or whatever, it, we all have issues that we have to overcome and learn from. So if someone right now has really bad credit and they just made bad decisions one after another, but now they want to buy a house, but they have, you know, they, they don't have the credit to do that. Yep. Like I try to, I try to explain, um, just go like, I try to tell people go to our, you know, loan officer that we recommend, have them run your credit, have them check everything out and they will tell you what to do to increase your credit score and it could be it could take three months it could take six months it could take a year five years whatever it is but if they don't start now it's only going to get worse right they're right. they're never going to get right. if they don't take that first step they're never going to get anywhere because yeah, the I credit's mean- still going to stay the same
1: Yeah, uh, that's what I tell people, too, is you have to see what your credit is. Don't be afraid of it. There's so many things online, Credit Karma. uh, They can point you with a credit score. But until until a mortgage lender reviews your credit report, they're the person who's going to tell you what to get done. So if the score's too low now, like we first started a conversation, I would coach them how to get that score up to where – they can afford a house, so that is that's why it's so important to do. The first step is to see what's yeah. on that credit report. And actually, people have access to a free credit report once a year from every credit report bureau, so I they see. can obtain their own credit report. But that's not going to give you a credit score. It's just going to tell you what how your credit looks.
0: And a lot of people don't even know how to read their credit report. So they could, you know, they could contact us, and we can have them contact you and go over that with them well you'll you'll actually run their credit because the other thing is all these like credit karma when they give a credit score it's not the same credit score that you're going to get when you run the credit right correct yeah
1: well, totally different. yeah that that credit score is always higher than ours because we have a lot more factors and goes into our credit risk
0: right um and then yeah there is um i think it's
1: uh, www.freecreditreport.com. I yeah, or you go right to the credit report bureaus, TransUnion, Equifax. Uh, you are directly to them. They, are, they have spots on the credit report agencies to order one also.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: But they, if they have theirs, I'll take a look at it without me even running one, and I could tell them what it looks like.
0: Okay, great, and no judgment. Like that's what I—that's the other thing I tell people. Now
1: about no judgment, no cost. This is no no cost to them.
0: Exactly, no obligation.
1: Right. The only cost they're gonna have is if they—they gotta find out if they can afford a house and their credit's good enough to buy a house. Exactly. that's That's what they're gonna earn.
0: And also, even if it's not, if they're not ready right now. They could be ready, like I said, in three months, six months, a year from now, but they have to start now. And I'm just thinking with the spring coming up, maybe sometime in February, we should do some type of a buyer, uh, seller seminar
2: oh, definitely.
0: thing. And uh,
2: invite people out they can take yeah. questions. That'd be very, and, very helpful.
0: Yeah. So that would be, that would be something I haven't done one in, in a long time, obviously because of COVID that, you know, I think a lot of that kind of went by the wayside, but I think it's time to start doing that again. And um,
1: yeah, yes. Talk yeah. to people and let them know they can. You know, now's the time to buy. Shouldn't be scared. Just talk to professionals and see what they're saying.
2: Yeah, uh, that's when we're, here, when we're here to help them. I'll tell you one of the things that comes up in conversation with my clients is that um, they're afraid to do a credit run because they think it's going to harm their credit score. And I try to tell them there is, there are laws in place to protect you. For example, um, you go out to, to buy a, a car or, or a mortgage, and you're getting shopped around the different lenders, to see who has the best rate, the best term, but within the 30 day period, it only counts as one inquiry which is a limited number of points off your credit. So, uh, that alleviates a lot of people's worries too, because well, they figure if they go- Well, through, one, you know, one
1: better, Rich, we when I pull a credit report, we, we have a soft pull, where it, doesn't, it does not even affect your credit score. Oh, wow. We we get a, you know, it gives us three credit scores through three different credit report agencies, uh, and then it, it doesn't even trigger anything on your scores. Well, that so, it good. gives us a snapshot right now how you look. Excellent. So, and then that's at, again, that's when we first meet. We don't charge anybody for this. So, we absorb the cost and then we're looking forward to helping people out and, and get them a mortgage. Right. Right. So, well, again, that's, I, I've been hearing the same thing about, you know, I don't want you to pull my credit. It's wow. going to affect my score. But even if we were pulling a full credit, like you said, in our industry, if, you, if you're if you shopping around, it only counts as one hit. Right. And right. it's not going to, if you're 700, it's not going to affect you much. If, now, if you're down to 550, that could affect you. But right. there's people who would know. Right.
0: right. Okay. okay. I want to talk to the sellers right now because we have very low inventory and their sellers are reluctant to sell their home. Because of the interest rates and because of the high sale prices for houses, um, so we have we have a little story, personal story. We sold our house, a, a rental property that we had, back in twenty twenty one, and when we sold it, I don't know, it, it was months later. All of a sudden, the housing prices went up right but we didn't say at that time oh we're going to wait to sell it because we want to see if the sale prices are going to go higher so we can get more money for it right we didn't do that because our tenants actually were ready to buy and we had a we had a qualified buyer and so we did we did the transaction and we don't regret it even though housing prices did go up after we sold so we're kind of like it's kind of like a, a similar situation to what we have now um, just in the sense that we could have said we're gonna wait but then what if the housing prices went down even more and then we would be taking less for our house right so the time, what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is the timing was right for us and for our tenant to buy. And that is when it's right. It's when you're ready, that's the time to do it. So not to let fear, not to let people, other people put it in your head. Don't do it. You know, there's, all these reasons why, but sellers are reluctant to put their houses on the market. Um, What if that house that they would prefer to be in is on the market and they miss out on it? You know, there's so many reasons why you still go for it. If it's the right time for you to move, don't be paralyzed, you know? Don't allow yourself to give into the fear of, uh, well, the interest rates are too high because like you said, Steve, all you have to do is when the rates go down, you refinance into a lower rate.
2: And I think we've all been doing this long enough now that we realize that it's very cyclical. Yes. They go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. So eventually that's going to happen. You can't let that be the only factor. It just seems like a lot of people are deer in the headlights with this interest rate thing, right? They're just so um, fixated on that, and and having this conversation today, I, I wish I wish the masses could hear what we're talking about. I know, because then then they would understand that they do have options and good options. Yes, and especially with the the financing, like on your end, like. I'm sure you're seeing new products come across your desk all the time Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and you're probably sitting there and thinking, who can I call? Who can I, who can I tell about this? (laughs) This is a great program. You know, they got to take advantage of that. So, you know, let's, let's keep, keep up with what we're doing here. Let's, let's get the word out to people. If we do have that seminar, say in the February timeframe. Yeah, because
0: the spring market is right around the corner, really. And And housing prices are always pushed up. You know, uh,
1: that, well, like or, you said, low inventory, so if you find something you like, you've got to buy it now. Exactly. If you're, if you're selling your house and you want to find, go to the next house, there's financing ways. We could do a bridge loan to get you into the house. We could pull some equity out of your house to buy another house. So there's a lot of different ways to accomplish your end goal.
0: Yes, that's great.
1: It just takes a conversation.
0: That's it just talk about it.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. I would call that small talk. I would too. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of small
1: talk. Yeah. A lot of small talk. So
0: I
2: Well, would. that's
0: great. This is this is great. So we'll we'll have to do a follow-up with you again
2: so and sure. and
0: we'll we'll start planning soon a uh, cuz if we do it in February, we're going to have to start planning to do a seminar mm-hmm. and and get the word out and have, hopefully we'll have a, a, a nice turnout for something like that.
1: Yeah, I'm on board. So I'm here to help you.
0: Okay, great. Okay. Um, anything else that you want to add, Steve?
1: No, I'm just Steve Desner from Philadelphia Mortgage. I could be reached at 610-742-2626. That's all. All right. Well,
0: how about your email?
1: Uh, S. Desner at phlmortgage dot com. Website. i uh, will be philadelphiamortgage dot com.
0: Okay. Slash S. Desner.
1: S. Or Steve Desner.
0: Steve. Okay. Okay. okay great. And uh, and people can go right on your website to apply. Correct. Right, right,
1: fr- right an from their own house.
2: Yep. Yep. Well. We can speak from experience with you, Steve. You are a wealth of knowledge. And not only that, but you're generous with your time. You're always willing to uh, you know, invest yourself to try to solve a problem. Yes. And um, it is fun uh, solving problems when you get a good result. <laughs> and we've had some good results with your help, and we appreciate that. And we're hoping to do the same for others. So Great. thank you again for spending this time with us today. Yes.
1: Thank you. Lisa and Rich, yeah. it's been a pleasure.
2: Yeah, same here. Absolutely, can't
0: wait till the next one, and uh, and we'll see you on Sunday.
2: Yes, (laughs) sounds great. And I just have to say this: Happy Christmas and Merry New Year, (laughs) and
1: Happy Hanukkah.
0: And are you Jewish? I am. Oh, Happy Hanukkah! Mm
1: -hmm. Happy Hanukkah.
0: When does Hanukkah Hanukkah start?
1: It started last last Friday.
0: Oh, it started already.
1: Yes, it was early. I
0: didn't even know that that's early isn't it
1: yeah well it's all based on the jewish calendar so
0: okay well you know that i grew up in balakinwood i went to elementary school and it was predominantly jewish and so that was a whole new learning experience for me um because i always thought people were either public or catholic (laughs) yeah so that threw a whole monkey wrench into everything (laughs) when i went to Bala elementary school, because I had no, I didn't really know much about, you know, um, the Jewish faith or anything like that. But yeah, so I, it was, it was great.
1: Yes. Fantastic. Well,
2: again, pleasure spending this time. With okay. You. Sounds you. great.
0: Yes. All
2: right, Thanks Steve. so
0: much, Steve.
1: Oh, right, you're welcome. All right. See you guys.
0: Bye right. Bye-bye. Bye bye-bye.